Attention warning disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in DOS show are those of the authors and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the Adrian Lozano show. Attention ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Adrian Lozano show. Rock and roll. <laughs> Greetings and konnichiwa, Lozano listeners. This is the show. We are getting you caught up. Two weeks ago, we talked about the movie Vertical Limit and a little actor I like to call Chris O'Donnell. Donald. Did you know that in Japan... Ronald McDonald's name is Donald. He's Donald McDonald. Very true. Also, very true. Um, But I thought Chris O'Donnell's name was Chris O'Donnell. Turns out I was wrong. Giving him the D without him even asking for it. Sorry about that, O'Donnell. Anyway. One week ago, we brought up a little movie I like to call Boogie Nights. Both of those movies will be referenced in this, the conclusion of that conversation about Vertical Limit. So prepare yourself for some Nick Cage because everything eventually bleeds into Nick Cage or he bleeds on it. And thank you so much to uh, the Joe Blow channel. If you haven't checked out the Joe Blow channel, it is awesome. A lot of good what the fucks. Uh, What the fuck happened to Steven Seagal? What the fuck happened to Gary Busey? Nick Cage as case in point. Um, So, yes boy. So, um, uh, please uh, make sure to check us out. at Lozano Show on Twitter and uh, Adrian Lozano Show everywhere else, especially on the YouTubes. I've been in all kinds of stuff right now and just uh, dealing with a lot, but I am, um, I'm definitely more, uh, yep, for sure. <laughs> all right, enjoy the show. Konnichiwa and guten tag. This is your unfriendly neighborhood, Adrian Lozano, coming at you from wherever the hell I'm at right now. And I just wanted to let you know that I uh, needed some motivation because I was letting my emotions fuck with me. Just a quick uh, piece of advice. Don't let your emotions fuck with you. Uh, Remember that when you're feeling down or when you feel like somebody else is doing better or whatever, um, that you got your own shit to worry about. And you've got uh, got to focus on your wants and your needs because that's, that's all you have in life is you looking out for yourself. 
Anyway, that's the fan in the background. I'll try to cover this up with some music. My cats were cold. It's cold in Texas today. Well, it's not. It's fresh. Fresh. Lowenstein. Lowenstein. So, aside from this boy cleaning himself, not this boy, but this other boy. That's you. Um, I wanted to talk about a couple of trailers that um, just came out. Um, first one being that MODOK trailer. Fucking Patton Oswalt. That shit's fucking cool. I like everything about that. I, I didn't even... I didn't even remember... That I forgot about that. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of one of those things. Um, also, Shang-Chi. Holy fuck. Um, it uh, also looks good. Um, we make a good team. We make a good team. Didn't, did anybody else get reminded of the movie Speed? When they were watching that bus fucking like go all cockeyed and shit like that? I was thinking about the movie Speed. I was like, holy shit. This is like Speed. <laughs> Anyway, um, both of those trailers are very good to watch for your person. And, fun fact, fun fact, horses can't throw up. They physically can't, so that sucks to be them, because sometimes it's better to get shit out, or vomit out. Anyway, um, but yeah, you'll never see a horse throw up in anger. But, um, I think the first time I heard... I wanted to vomit with rage was on The Simpsons. And I wanted to vomit with rage. It's like, yeah, I've been there. I've definitely been there. All right, so today I have um, a couple of uh, blah, 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 a couple of pieces of audio uh, from the, yeah, from the uh, original recording. That's right, I found it. It was on an SD card behind another SD card. Wouldn't you know it? Motherfuckers just grouped up together. They used a Groupon and it fucked me up. So, um, you're going to hear a little bit about Chris O'Donnell. Um, so, let's give the people a, a high-low, a hello, a how are you, a howdy McDoody, if you will. Hey, what's going on, yo? It's Chris. And Adrian, who happens to be Sitting right over here. So, I hope everybody enjoyed themselves or are going to enjoy themselves. This is the beginning or <laughs> the end. We don't know. I might just use the same thing for both. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was asking you. Yeah, I was asking you for one. I was asking you two and you gave me one. I told you they were both going to come out a of your two mouth. And, and one. somehow they did. A two and one. A two for a two for. Yes, sir. That's right. Well, you want a five or a ten? Uh, I'll take a I'll ten. Take a, I'll take a fifteen. And a five. Yeah. And a five. Well, like, yeah. I I feel like splurging today. All right. You know, like I want to see it and I want to see some action. Right. Come on. Put your back into it. No thanks. No. <laughs> oh man. Uh, oh. No Dirk. Nobody wants to see your dick. Not right now, not like this. But it's all coked up. I just did a line with it. 
It's like, Jesus Christ, Dirk, have some fucking dignity. It's fucking, fucking, you got the touch! Dude fucking beating the shit out of him because he couldn't get it up, like, that, calling Come him on. a faggot. Come on. Like, that's, that's so, like... I can watch other people do this, you know? That, that was so fucked up, man. So yeah. fucked up, dude. Good times. Yeah. It, like, like the, the, the grittiness of that movie is what, uh, is what drives it. It's... It, I would say it's filthy. Like, it's on the verge of being, like, a trauma film. Like, like trauma films are... I wouldn't say... I don't want to say it's trauma just because uh, there's not... There's not, like, guts and scat and stuff like that. Like, I would say it's borderline NC-17. Very much so. Because, like, you see... Well, you see, like, aside from the nudity and the fucking, if you take all the nudity and all the fucking out of this movie... It's still fucking hardcore. Yeah. Like, the drug use and the violence alone, Yeah, it's fucking hardcore. Yeah. yeah. Um, Very dark. And we're talking about Vertical Limit. <laughs> uh, I do not want to see Chris O'Donnell do drugs. <laughs> oh, are you kidding me? I would love that. Now he's all like, isn't he like NCIS now? Yeah, I, I don't know what he is, but... I don't know what... I'm not... What his denomination I'm, is. I'm not interested... Honestly, never really cared for Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> I'm sorry, did I say that out loud? Yes, I did. Said loved his movie, Vertical Limit. Uh, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. I can edit it so you did. But anyway. Oh, yeah, Chris O'Donnell, man, that dude is a great actor. Like, he really brings it every time. Like, he has so many different expressions. Did you see the one where he had to get married and like he's being chased down the street by a by bunch, a bunch of, fucking, of women, yeah, like in wedding dresses? Yeah, I, I saw the trailer for it and I was like, I don't even know what the movie was called. Nope, nope, nope. nope. You know, I don't um, remember what it was called, I, but it was he. As far as I'm concerned, he dropped off the map as soon as he was done being Robin. That was it. Like, it was, yeah. Holy rusted metal, Batman! Yeah, yeah, what? Yeah, the ground—it's it's full of holes. It's like, oh, that's <laughs> literally what Batman says to him. Oh, what did you just it's, say? It's to me? like, why did we? I, I, I know Joel Schumacher loves to make this a comic book movie, but it just didn't fit. Oh wow! I've been calling him Chris O'Donnell this whole time. It's Donald. Yeah, Chris O'Donnell. I've been calling him Chris O'Donnell, like it, Ronald it, McDonald's brother. It, it's the same thing. Holy it, shit! It, it doesn't matter. He he's he's had it his whole life. Just it, it, O'Donnell. Yeah, O'Donnell. Yeah. Wow, I feel like a fool. If it wasn't for his earring, scent of a woman, he would have never been an actor. His earring, you think so? Sparkle, yeah. sparkle. Yeah. <laughs> I remember in The Simpsons where Bart was. Uh, Homer was in the Navy, and Bart got an earring, and he's like, Dad, look at the earring. Sparkle, sparkle. And he's like, give me that. And he takes it out of his fucking ear, and he puts it in his pocket. And later on, the submarine's filling up with water, and it's a pinhole leak. There's no way we can, like, stop it. And um, Bart goes, sparkle, sparkle, like, in his uh, in his thought bubble. And, um, and he's like, get out of here. And fucking the bubble comes back. It's like, no, Dad, the earring can plug the hole. I'll plug your hole! <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. That sounds like The Simpsons I'd love. Fuck yeah, dude. Uh, I was going to type in Chris O'Donnell running from women. 
Because that's all I remember is him running. Like down the street. Yeah. That that was the whole trailer. Oh, all these bitches love me. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like his... What is it? His like his... But it's like his... How does how did, how did it go? As soon as I come, I come to my senses. All my bitches love me. And I love all my bitches. But it's like soon as I come, I come to my senses. And I would say these hoes names. But then I would be snitching. And you haters try to knock me, but you can't knock me off the hinges. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, uh, I listen to other music besides metal. Who is that? That's, uh, that's Lil Wayne, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't think I've heard that rhyme before. Yeah, dude. Fucking, um, yeah, that's, um, I got some down bitches I can call. What's happening? I don't know what I would do without you. I'm a ball till the day I fall. Oh, that song. Yeah. I know which one you're talking about. I don't know if that's if Little Wayne did that one or not. Um. Well, I mean, Birdman's in it. So if it's if it's Birdman, it's got to be. It's got to be Little Wayne. Yeah, because they like they go together like like birds and Timberland boots. That dude literally does like he says his name so much. Oh, uh, Birdman. Birdman. Yeah. Uh, the song is called "Bitches Love Me." As long as my bitches love me, uh, I think is what it is. Bitches love me because they know that I can rock. Because <laughs> they know that I can rhyme. Just love me because they know that I can fuck. Just love, love me because they know that I'm on time. Bitches love me, bitches love me, bitches love me. I think Drake's in that song? I think? Yeah, Lil Wayne and Drake. That's who it is. Harvey Birdman, you were so off. I'm on a good I can respect that. So let's see this last trailer. Now VHS capture. Motion picture theater near you. Oh shit! He's listening to that buzz. That's an old school buzz. <laughs> El Bachelor Oto. Shannon is the ultimate bachelor. Future. That's how women start by dropping words like future in a casual conversation. Next thing you know, you're drunk at a PTA. That place. Until he said the wrong thing. You win. Was that a proposal? I'm guessing you're not engaged. He watched it! You win. The family fortune. He has 24 hours to get married or lose it all. A hundred million dollars. But the only woman he wants... Where's Ed? ...has made other plans. Left about a half hour ago. Hot assignment in Athens. We're toast. Not necessarily. Find someone else. Let's land you a trophy wife. Three years will be over before we know it. Three. Uh, 
That's Mariah Carey. Yeah. Next. There's only one man I know who would tell a broad she's third on his list. Yes or no? Is that Artie Lane? How could you strike out six times? Excuse me, Ted. It's real easy for you guys to just sit there and tell me to walk away from the woman I love, but there's only one hand. What about my daughter? She's 15. But it's pretty late in the game for you to be Mr. Chosey. Good news, Colin. You're off the book. That's it. Where you going? What the fuck? Oh my god, Marco. Inline Cinema presents Oops. I guess that was in between Batman movies, right? Mm, I think so. Why didn't you? I think the bunny? I think Robin was Batman and Robin was ninety nine same year. What the fuck happened to uh, Nicholas Cage? He bought that that cemetery plot and then. No. This national treasure. Everybody has knows what happened to Tobey Maguire. Looks at the art of acting. Becoming what some would call the California Klaus Kinski. He's part movie star, part wild man, and possibly part vampire. Nicholas Cage simply cannot oh, wow. be caged. He brings a heightened reality theatrical style. Oh, you hear they're making a sequel to Face Off? With a dash mm. of extreme With Travolta and Cage? On the realm of spiritual. Wow. Nicholas Cage truly is a force that seems to be misplaced in time. Which is why many people believe That's when he's running down the street. I'm a vampire! I'm a vampire! Never conforming, always taking risks. Oh shit. Um what's the what's the one where he's a limo or a, an ambulance driver? Oh, what's the one where he's an ambulance driver? Fuck. Um Patricia Arquette's also in it. Oh wow. He looks different. He looks drastically different. He looks drastically different in a lot of stuff. He looked fucking good as um, uh, Hitman. Hitman as um, Matchstickman. No, um, Big Daddy in Kickass. Oh, Kickass, yeah. Well, as as calculated he was with all the moves that he did, like uh, everything was very fucking that whole place and everybody in it up. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Even when he was set on fire, it was still like, I don't know. I'm kind of curious. I'm curious to see what uh, Chloe Grace Moretz is going to do as she gets older. I hope she still like sticks in action. Oh, adaptation. But then bomb after bomb after bomb after bomb again. For some stars, these kind of bombs can spell the end of your career. Yet for Nicolas Cage, the dwindling box office gave rise to one of the most no, people fucking love Nick Cage, dude. He's like a Keanu seen. Reeves. Dude. He's one of those actors that they'll fucking end up watching anything he's in. Did the commercial thing? But what the fuck happened to him? And when I say what the, what the fuck, fuck, did you see that? that in every yeah. sense of the phrase, like the stupid TMZ type way, but also <laughs> in a good way. If that makes sense. Like, what the f*** happened to Nicolas Cage? Or like, what the f*** 
happened to Nicolas Cage? They're like, hey, what the fuck happened to Nicolas Cage? Whoa, what the fuck happened to Nicolas Cage? You know, it's just like on every single level of WTF, I mean it. But yeah, what the fuck happened to Nicolas Cage? <laughs> That's when he's like, I'm a vampire! But to truly understand what the fuck happened to Nicolas Cage, we must start at the beginning. Guess what, you're listening to the Adrian Lozano Show. And the beginning began when he was born on his birthday, 1964, somewhere in California. But Nicolas Cage... Born on his birthday, what a motherfucker. He's a Coppola. He hails yeah. the closest thing to royalty we have in Hollywood, yeah. the Coppola family. You know, those people that make good movies and good wine. But to avoid any appearance of nepotism, Nicholas Coppola changed his name to Cage. He was inspired by... By Luke Cage. By the Marvel comic book character Luke Cage. Because Nicholas is a nerd. He so, fucking uh, loves comics, bro. How did bro. you get here? Well, it's kind of a long story. Yeah, he's the Spider-Man noir. Maybe not that long. Chapter 1. The Rise of Cage. His first role came in the 1980s classic Fast Times at Ridgemont. Holy shit, that's right! Wow, that's right, yeah, with the, the fucking paper hat that he wears. Then came Valley Girl in Yep, I thought that was his first. The film did very well with critics. They loved the performances of the leads. And they found the film to be... Man, look how fucking young he was, dude. Fucking baby, dude. I think they tried to remake it, and they, they probably should. He's what, like 25? $17 million on a budget that was less than $1 million. And Nick is such a dedicated actor. And then he did Snake Eyes. <laughs> hey, man, that movie had some weird <laughs> shit in it. Like, 8mm is another weird movie. Yeah, that was weird. A little nepotism can't hurt. Cage would take on roles in three of his uncle's movies. The beautiful, amazing, black and white, Rumblefish, Cotton yeah. Club, and the most successful of the three, Peggy Sue, got married. Yeah, Cage that's a fucking kick-ass movie. And that was Jim Carrey that you saw. Really? Yes, sir, that was. Yes, wow, sir. That's a young Jim Peggy Carrey. Sue got married, bro. If you haven't seen it, watch that shit. About a Canadian rowing champ. Where he looked buff as hell. You can see some of those con air muscles poking through. Aye, those con air muscles. Cage spent several years... <gasps> ah! Arizona. Fuck yeah! H.I. McDonough. He would consider his true breakout, <laughs> which he had to audition for about 20 times. Because he excited and confused the Coen brothers, Nicolas Cage would make the Coen brothers laugh every time, but they didn't know why they were laughing. Which is a perfect way to explain the enigma. His whole fucking character. But you don't fully understand. Son, you got a panty on your head. Cage said that he saw his character as a living cartoon and took inspiration from Woody Woodpecker. Which is perfect because this is the silliest side of the Coens we've It's ever such seen. a great movie, dude. Yeah. One of their best movies. It's yeah. like all of their movies are one of their best movies. The Coen brothers and Cage had a few clashes on set. With Cage offering up many creative ideas that the brothers simply ignored. <laughs> His fucking hair, dude, is Cage ridiculous in every fucking scene. When shooting and they like to stick to that vision. Something that Cage says he respects. You know, because they're the Coen brothers. He spits his tooth at him. Yeah. <laughs> he gets fucking pulled out from under the truck. Oh, 
Doesn't it take the baby? <laughs> yeah. Then Cage would star in Moonstruck alongside Cher in her Oscar-winning performance. Yeah. It's the movie where she slaps him. Cage would receive his first Golden Globe nomination, but at first the studio did not want to cast goofy-looking Nicolas Cage, opting for Peter Gallagher. But Cher threatened to quit if they did not cast Nicholas. Yeah. She felt that only... Would you fine gentlemen kindly point me in the direction of... ...ex-father-in-law and Elvis Presley. Uh, He's a mad Elvis Presley. A, fu a fucking snakeskin jacket. Real movie. Like, oh, dude. Yeah, you can tell. Because he thinks he's Elvis. Also, fun fact... Uh, it's about a man who breaks up with a girl over the Oh no, it's 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 the movie with uh, Christian Slater where yeah, Elvis is played by Val Kilmer. Their love story wild mm. heart, he then did a more traditional romantic Oh, uh, SJP. Yeah, SJP. I like her. I think she's cool. And once again, she's cool. I don't think she's hot. Um, but she's very cool. I like the characters that she plays. He married Lisa Marie. Nick Cage? Yeah. Oh, he was married to Lisa Marie. She made him get rid of his comic book collection. But he did get to name his son Kal-El. His son's name is Kal-El Cage. Hmm. That touches my heart. Oh, that Sam Jackson, yeah. Which would fail to even make ten million dollars at the box office, and he also did a neat movie called Red Rock. Oh, that. Uh, what is that? Dennis Hopper. Weird crime movie Deadfall, where he has the freak out of all freak outs. <sighs> Like the box office on fire in 1994 either, but he did get the ball rolling in the right direction. In guarding Tess, Nicholas oh, Cage, shit, that's right. he's a service agent who must, uh, you know, guard Tess. May 27. Yeah, he kind of straightened out, day, shaved Next, it up. Play the leading man in the romantic comedy. It could happen. Yeah, yeah. Where Nicholas Cage the lottery ticket doesn't have enough cash for a tip, so he promises the waitress that if he wins the lottery, and he does, the winnings with her. And I know that kind of sounds silly, but it's inspired by true events, so it's not silly. The film did pretty well, pulling in forty million dollars, and critics called it a likable, feel-good. It was a good movie. Fuck is her name? God, I love That's Bridget Fonda, motherfucker. Trapped in Paradise, one of my favorite fucking, one of my mom's favorite movies. Dana Carvey, baby. Yeah, that is a silly ass movie. That's a great movie. It's a great uh, holiday movie. The fucking Elmer, Elmer Fudd hat that he wears. They fucking take an entire bank of people across the street. Yeah. Led Nicholas Cage to actually direct a lot of this film, but it only managed to pull in six million dollars at the box office. Yeah, it was a it's fucking weird. Fucking bomb, it sounds yeah. like a lot if you don't have six million dollars. Nicholas Cage started 1995. Oh wow, that's right. Look at him. Kiss of Death, starring uh, Kiss of Death. He's a bad guy. Nicholas Cage's performance actually got some really good reviews. 
They praised his eccentric take on playing this monster, but the film would only pull in $15 million. I never saw that one. Yeah. Carradine, David Carradine's a good guy, and Nicolas Cage is a bad guy. <gasps> oh, leaving Las Vegas. Winning Best Actor at the yeah. Academy Awards. That's the one with the Oscars. For his performance as a man who has nothing to live for and decides to drink himself to death in the city of sin. To prepare for the role, Nicolas Cage would record himself while drunk and study how he spoke when inebriated. He also would visit hospitalized alcoholics and even started playing the bongos so that he could develop a musical rhythm through his character. And he even hired a drinking coach who was just a, you know, a real-life alcoholic that would just basically hang out with Nicolas Cage and Nicolas Cage would watch him, study him, research. He's sweaty, disgusting, and beautiful in Leaving Las Vegas. It's truly a heartbreaking film, but you yeah, know, he, like, finds that he has cancer. heartbreaking films. Roger Ebert ranked this as number seven of the best films of the 90s. Remember the 90s? You can never, never ask me to stop drinking. And now we get into Prime Cage. 1996 would kick off the action star portion of Nicolas Cage's career with the Michael Bay film The Rock. The Rock. And this film proves that Michael Bay's mayhem, mayhem, can at times be It's insane, dude. Yeah. Vermont, I don't know. That I movie is that. insane. Yeah. No, I remember the Rock that movie. Rocks. They fucking blow Alcatraz the fuck up from the inside out, piece by piece. Like in real life, he started out nerdy, then at the end, he believed that he could kick ass. And so this is the perfect movie to transition him into a believable action star. The Rock would be Nicolas Cage's first truly massive hit, pulling in $330 million worldwide. Yeah, Sean Connery didn't have anything to do with that. Come on. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. They say that that's the official ending to James Bond. Welcome to the Rock. Can you imagine James Bond wanting to work with you? Nicholas Cage and Sean. But they say that that's actually James Bond's last movie. Like that's that's where James Bond dies. And Cage took on the role because people were telling him that he was too quirky to be an action star. So Cage wanted to prove them wrong. Prove them wrong. He did over and over and over again. Why didn't you put the bunny back in my butt? Did you see he went to go punch that dude and just slapped him? Yeah, yeah, he's like, ah. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Yeah, and then he punches him right in the face and proceeds to beat him the fuck down, dude. Based his classic anthem, American Badass, on Cage's Cameron Poe character. And there is no greater honor than that. He did his homework huh. for this one. Oh, those vertical like push-ups are crazy. Even yeah, they're hard. They're hard. That's, that's you, fucking insane. You know how hard that is? You gotta be, you gotta be in really good shape to do that. Fuck yeah. All three of those movies. perfectly right between the rock and face-off. The film yeah. received high remarks for the cast and the action sequences. Yet yeah. some found the movie too implausible to forgive. He had a great but fucking agent, I'll tell you that. Plot, 
Like, his agent to be able to take him through all those, like, waves. I wonder if he's had the same agent, or if he's gone through a lot of them. Honestly, with a name like that, he could do anything he wants. And... I'm gonna show you that God does exist. Oh, I love that. His favorite movie he's ever made. His favorite movie he's ever made. Air and face off back to back with the two productions nearly overlap. Hello? Hey, what's going on, babe? Snake Eyes. In City of Angels, he plays an angel. Oh, shit, I forgot. That's a good movie. Yeah. So eyeballs not to blink. This movie pulled in a healthy $180 million against Snake Eyes' disappointing $103 million because it had a $73 million budget, so. Didn't make that much. Speaking of snake eyes, Nicolas Cage has his own snakes. They have eyes. They're cobras, actually, and he gets in their cage and he drinks wine with them. They speak to him. And this is what they say. Doing this dance, and every now I'll just turn around and go, you. I will kill you! And between making the three or four movies I would have loved to see that movie. Nicolas Cage was also... Um, so let's give the people a, a high low, a hello, a how are you, a howdy McDoody, if you will. Hey, what's going on, yo? It's Chris. And Adrian, who happens to be sitting right over here. So I hope everybody enjoyed themselves or are going to enjoy themselves. This is the beginning or <laughs> the end. We don't know. I might just use the same thing for both. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> So I was asking you, yeah, I was asking you for one. I was asking you for two, and you gave me one. I told you they were both going to come out of a your two mouth, and, and one. somehow they did. A two and one. A two for a two for. Yes, sir. That's right. Well, you want a five or a ten? Uh, I'll take a I'll ten. Take a, I'll take a fifteen. And a five. Yeah. Looking pretty good. I'll take it. I'll take it all day long. And taking a live look outside thirty-seven. Carolina. Superman? Fuck Superman. yeah, dude. In Tim Burton's Superman Lives. He One would have forever been Superman. movies ever not made. That's right, Nicolas Cage was so close to being Superman, they even put him in a suit. But as we know, that Superman thing didn't really happen. Yet. And it does suck that he missed out on that role that could have been amazing. It actually, it could have been horrible, too. But he's missed out on many iconic roles, actually. Stuff that could have made him even bigger than he is, if you can even imagine. That's right, Nicolas Cage almost played Constantine what? and the Green Goblin. What? He in Lord of the Rings, and he was so close to being Neo in The Matrix. Wow. Don't forget that he was almost the wrestler. He even trained for it and everything, but he knew it was... That was Mickey Rourke. Yeah. That was all Mickey Rourke. Yeah. Any of those legendary, iconic roles, Nicolas Cage yeah. has his own. Yeah, I could have seen him as the Green Goblin. I could have... 
Yeah. Why did I need to put a fucking helmet on him? Just paint his face green. That's a Green Goblin right there. Then came the film 8mm, which was supposed to be a small, low-budget film, and then Nicolas Cage got on board and they gave it more money. But the film would get slaughtered by the critics. Yeah, it's, it's not good. Sadistic violence unsettling. Yet the audience would show up for this snuff film, making over $100 million. Wow. But overall, like, it's because it's graphic. It's hardcore. It's it's graphic and it's hardcore, but it's it's a difficult watch because you go through this journey with him and it's like, oh my god, everybody I'm talking to is involved in this. Like, oh my god. Like, it's like, this is fucked up. No, it just gets worse and worse kind of thing. Yeah, like, there's no bright light or happy ending in that movie. With Martin Scorsese and bringing out the bringing out the dead! One of the greatest years for movies ever. It's got generally favorable reviews. Yet was a box office bomb. Nicholas Cage. It's a good movie, though. Deep with his research on this one, so hard that he would actually do ride-alongs and ambulances, and he even had to help a young man who was shot in the ass. And the dude recognized Nicholas Cage. John Goodman. Cage. You imagine getting shot in the ass, and then Nicholas Cage is in the ambulance helping you? The set of bringing out the dead was so intense that Nick would sweat through ten shirts a day. Like Jesus. I always say, you ain't acting, you ain't sweating. Chapter 3, The Facts of Cage. Mm. In the first decade of our uh. millennium, Cage would continue to work and make great films both commercially successful and critically successful, yet the cracks were beginning to form. He was... Okay, we're gonna pause it there. Do you... How do you feel about Nicholas Cage's acting chops? Like, as an actor, do you think he's a great actor? I don't either. I do not. But I think he's capable of great performances. Case in point, Raising Arizona. Raising Arizona? Yeah. yeah. And Peggy Sue Got Married? Those two movies? They He fits them perfectly because he is, like, a cartoon character. And Peggy Sue Got, got Married, he's, like, a girl's idea of what a guy would be that's, like, a crooner that falls in love with you. Mm. it's perfect. Like, the the only other, like, third thing would be, like, I really don't like Con Air. I really don't like Con Air, but I love Face Off. I like Con Air, but not because of Nicolas Cage. I don't like, I don't like Con Air. I like Con Air because of John, as soon as that... John Malkovich. Cyrus the Virus. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's who, that's who I like in Con Air. And I like, uh, and of course, Dave Chappelle. And I also like, um, uh, Sit there for like a minute. <laughs> well, like, uh, hey, baby, uh, did you hear something that sounded like a plane leaving? <laughs> Fucking, I still can't believe that you got, you got to start on Tool Time, right? Oh, Tool Time. I always call it Tool Time. Uh, Home Improvement was his first, um, like on screen, like performance, like the first time the world ever saw Dave Chappelle it was on Oh, home really? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And then Jim Brewer was right next to him. Oh, no shit. Yep. I thought it was uh, uh, Robin Hood, Men in Tights. It was before that. Right on. No, Jim Brewer, um, <laughs> this is a trick, man. Yeah, I like Brewer. He was a. Uh, he. 
just he just didn't fit in with the uh, the SNL lifestyle. I liked his show, the Jim Brewer show. Yeah. I liked the show. I thought the show was very well done, but like it just didn't catch the right audience, you know. Yeah, it just never took off. Any content provided by our bloggers or authors are of their opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. In any way, living or dead, by listening to this declaration, you have been warned. Well, it's about time to head down that old dusty trail. Yep. Time to call it an episode. Do you remember how Pee Wee used to, uh, used to like strap on his helmet and he fucking launched out of his house? What a cool house. That video phone that he had with the drop. The, he basically had a green screen before it was a green screen. Uh, he had just a different like locations on um what's like a map scroll like a, a just a pull string um like a i guess like a a, um, a screen obviously but i was thinking of also like a curtain um anyway um why don't why aren't all of us using projectors on like our curtains or our walls you know like they could just sell us like really badass like absorbent material that's um, taking in the sunlight on one side so that way it gives you brighter colors at night I don't know or whatever during the day and who knows um, they make uh, that clear super it's solid it's solid it's uh, solid transparent it's completely transparent but it's um, solar panels um, that's awesome it's fucking badass uh, and then they already created the transparent aluminum transparent aluminum um, I'm getting off track here. It's been a fun episode. For me, more so than you. Hopefully, I'm wrong. But, um, I have to... Ace Ventura Nature Calls it. <laughs> it's like, uh, the ref? Ace Ventura Nature Calls it. The ref. Not the ref with uh, Dennis Leary. That's that's a different kind of movie. We're not going to do that today. I'm not going to do that to you. So. How are you? <laughs> I, um. Not much. How about you? Oh. I'm not talking about the women. Anyway. Um. I love Long Kiss Goodnight. Um, I try to stick that in at least every episode. And I also like to say that thing about the Long Kiss Goodnight. Alright, I think I'm going to get out of here. I'm getting a little loopy. And also, I said that nature was calling me. Yeah. Remember, moonlight's only reflected sunlight. <laughs> All right. Um, remember to look out. Uh, be aware of your surroundings. I don't want to. I just want to let everybody know to be aware of your fucking surroundings. Pay attention. 
you know? Just uh, be careful. And hopefully uh, you will hear from me in the future from the past. This information should not be considered complete, up-to-date, and is not intended to be used in place of a visit, consultation, or advice of a legal, medical, or any other professional. Thank you very kindly. Like us on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. You have been listening to The Adrian Lozano Show.